1: What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? The Chiefs defense gets it done for the fifth straight game, holding opponents to under 20 points, beating the Denver Broncos 22-9 to, to move to 8-4 on the season and maintain and move into sole possession of first place of the AFC West. This is the KCSN Live post game show. I'm BJ Kissel. That's is my fearless co-host Kent swanson we are joined by <laughs> tucker franklin and scott ward and his scott's revenge game is a former denver bronco employee but this one was a lot of fun chiefs defense three turnovers and uh like we said five straight games now holding opponents under 20 points this was a game for the defense 56 points allowed total over the last five games just 11 points per game the offense about drops, but we'll get to that later. But this one right now, Kent Swanson, initial impressions off of this game.
2: I mean, yeah, defensive performance is definitely what we need to talk about, you know, first and foremost. And um, there's still plenty to fix on offense. And we've got a lot to unpack today with with Craig and Maddie yep. uh, on this post game show. So we got to get into it.
1: Craig is going to join us soon uh, as we're going to go over tomorrow's headlines with him. And then Maddie's going to join us for, for some key observations. And then please, whether you're watching on the 101, the Fox Facebook group, uh, Facebook page, excuse me, our Facebook group, the YouTube page, Twitch, Twitter, wherever you're at, ask us questions. We'll get to those later in the show. Your questions or comments, whatever it's got. Tucker will take care of you and we've got some fancy new equipment that you'll see tucker moving around with as we are at the kingdom bar and girl as you can tell we are not at the bullpen where we have been for the last several weeks we are at our new home that is not quite ready but it's ready enough for us to get in here and do this show get some lights and get it set up and uh not quite ready to show you everything but uh this is going to be a whole lot of fun when this place opens because i've had a chance to come over here um every other day or so to see what it, what it's looking like it's not too far from where i live and it's gonna be pretty fun
2: yeah, you showed us some of the mock-ups and stuff of the, of the of the art that's going to be out here a lot of really cool things don't give anything this. away i'm yet. not don't I'm give not, I'm anything not away. A thing. we will th- as far as i'm going
1: <laughs> i will tease this much is if you come to the kingdom bar it will be a very distinct feel that chiefs fans that have been chiefs fans for a while um will recognize and understand um uh, the art and and what it looks like it's it's going to be beautiful i cannot wait for this thing to open up not because it's 200 yards from my house but because (laughs) or because we're doing the post game show from here but because uh it's just a cool little neighborhood bar and this is going to be really really cool for us we do a lot of fun stuff here but uh right now i want to do some fun stuff with our good friend the big institution mr craig stout from down in the southern southwestern part of where we're at down in wichita craig how was that for you, my friend? As the defensive guy, that had to be pretty good for you to watch.
3: I mean, uh, let's do this every week. Like <laughs> I, I know this is trending that way, but this now we are doing res- it every week. Resurgent <laughs> defensive team that that the Chiefs are is awesome to watch. I mean, honestly, every time the Chiefs offense pointed the ball away, I I was calm. Like I was, I was very calm, except for the one before the half. But I was very calm outside of that one, knowing that yeah, Chiefs defense is going to take care of the football.
2: Well, yeah, they definitely did, and you know, we, we looked at, um, you know, we looked at this team coming into the bye week, and and they really turned some things around after a really rough start, and they kind of picked up right where they left off, Craig. Oh, man,
3: boy, did they ever about the only thing that wasn't completely destructive in the way that it was before the bye was the four man pass rush. And they still affected Teddy Bridgewater yeah. a lot yeah. in this game. This is the first game since, you know, this streak of really good defensive performances started that the Chiefs have allowed more than 301 yards <laughs> and I. Almost 120 of those came at the end of the game in complete and utter garbage time. You're perfectly fine with that. She's turned the ball over well. They had a lot of boomer bust plays. The Broncos, obviously, you know, we're going to talk about that 20-play drive probably a lot because, (laughs) I mean, it it was a big deal. It was a big deal. But the ability to drill down and come up with the stops necessary this week, it's key, and we're seeing this Every single time this defense takes the field now, it's not fluky. It's not matchup specific. It's not this guy was missing from this team, and this guy was missing from this team. This is real. This defense looks good. They're playing well. I mean, Charverius Ward is two interceptions away from this being just a complete and utter blowout, even, yeah. on, on the on the side of the ball. Not that it wasn't, but it's just really fun to watch this defense and the aggression that they're playing with, and the way that they're doing everything. Only one thing that I will say negative about this. Javante Williams is really hard running back (laughs) to tackle, and it showed up this week. A lot of yards left on the field by missed tackles this week, but they're not going to be playing Javante Williams every week.
1: I'm not going to lie during the week with everybody talking about Javante Williams, it got to a point where I was like, he's a young player. Come on. Are we really going to blow this up? And after about like six or seven runs, I was like, all right, I get it. Uh, yeah, like, yeah I, I get it. I get it. But The
3: kid's legit. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and speaking of legit, I don't think anyone in Chiefs Kingdom was surprised at the biggest defensive play. Uh, not Juan Thornhill, but it was Ben Neiman getting <laughs> inside and then Daniel Sorensen picking it off. And not only that, Daniel Sorensen giving a little, a little sauce at the end of that touchdown. Mm-hmm. Like, that was perfect. That is such yes. an iconic, it's an iconic, the 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 end zone shot of him, the slow-mo, like it's an iconic shot. I can't wait to see it on every highlight film for Daniel Sorensen until the end of time.
3: I mean, all Dan Sorensen does is show up in divisional games and make <laughs> massive plays. Like that's what he does. And that wasn't just that. I mean, he had a great play on the two-point conversion. He did a pretty good job of staying in phase with a lot of receivers and coverage as well for a guy that everybody has just been so down on so much this year. In the past five games, the defense has been at its best with Dan Sorensen on the field, and I'm saying that. I have the numbers to back that up. That dime defense that he's playing in and in the red zone where he's playing over Juan Thornhill. When they get in the red zone, that's when the defense has been at their best in a yards-per-play standpoint. That's real. Dan Sorensen and Ben Neiman being on the field has made a significant difference over the past four weeks in a positive way. And I don't know that anybody could have said that, you know, week three, week four, week five of this season. So kudos, hat tip to those two guys.
2: Yeah, there's like a little bit of me that keeps waiting for the shoe to drop, you know, with the (laughs) defensive side of the football, just because of what we saw early in the season. But like, I mean, at this point. The sample, yeah, the sample size is too big. <laughs> it's too big of a sample size at this point to ignore. And I think we've got to kind of acknowledge that. And also speaking of sample sizes that we have to acknowledge, <sighs> we got to talk about the offense, Craig. It is, uh, it's, it's, it's not getting any better. There was hope and optimism from this guy that that, that might change, uh, you know, coming out of the buy because Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, but man, that seemed like a lot of the same. Yeah,
3: it, definitely seemed like exactly the same i mean down to the point where there's a plus you know plus a uh, yardage turnover plus you know flipping the field in the other direction there. plus territory Sh- turnover plus territory <laughs> turnover thank you lost the yeah. word yeah no, i know um, it's just rough to watch you mm-hmm. see this first 15 and then the chiefs settle in to what they're gonna do and try and make adjustments and it just goes so far downhill now i will say this This week, it seemed like guys were more open than we've seen. It seemed like Andy was scheming some stuff open underneath a little bit better. But then Patrick Mahomes is missing passes. And receivers are dropping the ball or popping it up into the air for defenders to run under again. Like This is becoming really, really worrisome at this point. Because, yes, while this defense is playing ridiculous, ridiculously well and playing some lights out football right now just limiting everybody that they're seeing to you know a minimal amount of points it's still not something that you can count on to you know just sit back and be like oh okay well the defense has got it the offense is playing bad you know we'll just look the other way this offense is better than this way better than this we know it is but it's not <laughs> so i mean it, so they're they're just They're making everything so much more difficult on themselves via execution, via you know, everything. Everything is just a little bit off. And even though Andy Reid seemed to dial up some more plays with some guys that were open, they just got to take advantage of it. And it used to be when you'd get Patrick Mahomes in a rhythm, you keep feeding him the ball that the way that the defense is. You just knew that this game was going to be a blowout. Like in the past couple of years, it was would have been a blowout with this kind of defensive performance on the other side. And right now it's just, it's nothing it's stagnant.
1: One of the things that I did want to ask you about, because it wasn't stagnant was special teams. It's something that we've talked about over the last few weeks on a few of the different podcasts is waiting for that side of the ball to make some sort of an impact. Really good, really bad. Some of it's been struggling in the punt return, just, holding onto the ball, it seems like mm. we're always mm-hmm. holding our breath. And even today on a couple of the fair catches, it just seemed like it was kind of bobbled or caught here in the last second, kind of reversing back is awful. But what do you see from special teams today and how to make an impact for the Chiefs? Man, I'll tell you what, um, uh, the
3: different special teams has not been particularly good this season. They, they've they really struggled. They They've been a net negative in a lot of games and it showed up again. Like this was a prime time for Dave Tobe to show up, and make an impact on this side of the ball. And he did set up a beautiful force turnover there. Byron Pringle blocking a dude into the punt returner, forcing the fumble. That was great. Harrison Butker in a very windy day with swirling winds around there. Yeah, he missed an extra point there at the end of the game, and they were talking about how gusty the wind was there. But that 56-yarder was important early in the game to get them up two scores it knocked the broncos a little bit off of their game script and then they kind of had to go back to it and then you saw the 20 play drive but it forced some things to change because the special teams was playing so well we're seeing tommy Townsend booming punts every week we're seeing largely good harrison butker at this point and dave tobe is coming up with creative ways to try and impact special teams almost blocked the early kick by Brandon McManus to just an overall very good job and when your offense is struggling and your defense is playing well getting that you know winning two of the three phases is sometimes good enough to just win the game outright so having the special team step up this isn't the only game they've stepped up a couple times over the past four or five weeks having them step up in the ways that they have has been super important towards making this more comfortable both on Andy Reid, Steve Spagnolo, and Dave Tobe himself.
2: Okay, Craig. So you know we're first game out of the bye week, and I'm going to ask you this question because I think this is you know, it's kind of interesting looking at the juxtaposition of both sides of the football that we've kind of seen here. Confidence in this football team's ability to do what we all hope that they were going to be able to do at the beginning of the season and 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 win a Super Bowl. You know, coming out of the first game out of the bye week. What's your what's your thought here as we sit here one game uh, out of the bye week?
3: man I was really hoping that we saw more out of the offense (laughs) that's that's where I sit on this I mean there's a part of me that believes that this offense will figure something out and there's a part of me you know after we see the all 22 on this game might change my mind a little bit about Andy Reid and his ability to get guys open and things like that It, it, it looked like they were I want to see it and believe it there, and that'll make me feel a little bit more. But the execution is just so bad that I don't know that Like my confidence level is about 65 to 70 that they'll do what we want them to do here. And it's mostly because I think that they can turn the page on offense at some point. I think they can, even though they've given me very minimal reason to believe that. I do think that they can, and this defense just continues to play well enough that like, uh, they can get it figured out in the meantime, and they don't have to press as much knowing that the defense is going to handle things.
1: Craig, you know what they need to do is they need to get my guy Daryl Williams more involved because eight touches, 80 yards, 10 yards per touch today was a spark plug for the Chiefs offense, had the big play down the <laughs> sideline, uh, which ended up being a huge play in this game. So Mr. Craig Stout, thank you so much for joining us, everybody. You can catch all of his analysis tomorrow morning on our... Substack newsletter kcsn.substack.com. You can find it all there, and you can find them Mondays and Thursdays on the KC Lab with Kent and Maddie Lane, who we will talk to here in a little bit. But thank you, my good friend. I appreciate you guys. We can talk all we want about the offense and what Patrick Mahomes and these guys need to do. It was very similar to what we talked about with the defense early on, with Steve Spagnuolo saying, "Hey, we don't feel like we're that far away." He got crucified by his social media and everybody else saying, are you seeing the same thing we're seeing? And then Chris Collinsworth basically reiterating the same point throughout the broadcast of all of his defenses play poorly until they start playing better. Maybe (laughs) we're going to see the same thing from the Chiefs offense. But at the end of the day, what we know is that Patrick Mahomes is 8-0 in his career against the Broncos. The Chiefs have now won 12 straight. And, you know, they've done that because they showed great leadership. Mm. And who else shows great leadership? Who, BJ? Fairway Independent Mortgage. Fairway Independent Mortgage makes the home loan process as simple as possible by guiding you through every step just as they've done for the past 25 years. Call Jennifer Dixon at 816-390-8898. That's 816-390-8898. Great rates, a focus on customer service and the fastest turn times in the industry that is Fairway Independent Mortgage.
2: Yeah, and the the I think you know the, that was a that was a really Really rough game for Mahomes largely, and we got a lot to talk about there. But you said the same thing from a leadership perspective. You know, he still made some big plays in that game. You know, he, he wasn't perfect, and, and there were some mistakes that were made, you know, out of his control.
1: Some of it, but if – yes, and I know that Collinsworth talked about, like, some of the sidearm stuff. And Does he have to do that? That stuff doesn't – that's but, who he is as a player. That's what he's always been. They're like, not going to take that away from him. That's always, always approached this stuff and always played the game.
2: There was, I think there's something to be said about, you know, like he, he managed the game a little bit and I think he did some good things managing the football game. That is some leadership being willing to take some of that stuff underneath. And I think he made some plays and he got let down. I'm a game plays. manager. a little. He, he managed a little bit. Now that's not what I'm, I'm not calling him a game manager because but the, there's you can manage a game and still it's be incredible. And like he did now. some really good things at the surface level, just kind of managing that football game today, I thought.
1: Yep. And as good as Patrick Mahomes was, it was actually a ball that was deflected off that led to our big cedar drive, our big cedar golf best drive of the game. And it wasn't from Patrick Mahomes; it was actually right after Patrick Mahomes that was a nice pass, it goes off Tyreek Hill's <laughs> hands into the other See? into the other team's segue. hands. Eleven interceptions; seven of them have been tipped passes or dropped passes by Chiefs receivers that have then gone into the hands of the opponent team, of the opposing team. But uh, we saw from Patrick Mahomes in a big situation chiefs up just by one touchdown the chiefs step up right there and that's why it's our big cedar drive best drive of the game Big Cedar drive, best drive of the game. Big Cedar golf, best drive of the game. I'll get it right one of these times. But it was the defense stepping up three and out after the Patrick Mahomes interception. They're up by just the touchdown. It could have been a situation where... All the momentum's on the Denver side. You're going to start taking the crowd out of it. Instead, the defense steps up. Quick three and out, and they get the ball right back to the offense.
2: And this is what this defense has been doing. They've been responding whenever this team has made some mistakes on the offensive side of the football. And it's been a lot. There's been a lot of those issues. But this defense continues to step up and make big plays and, and big drives. And, and and honestly, you know, like I, I, you know, there's something to be said about a three and out, too. Mm-hmm. You know, There's something to be said about getting off the field real quick. And, you know, the Chiefs have done a really good job in a lot of that setting the tone early with the first drive of the game, too. Like, this is just something that yeah. you know, this team has needed this defense to step up in a big way for a large stretch of this game uh, of the season. And they're doing it. And if the offense can get things figured out, it'd be a lot of fun.
1: Absolutely, and we like we said we talked about it. There's gonna be a lot of over analyzing, a lot of box score analysis of Patrick Mahomes' game. You take the drops out of it. We we were arguing or talking through how many how many drops there were. Somewhere between five and seven yeah. drops in this game. You add those plus the run after the catch on a few of those. I think the box score looks completely different. I think mentally we look at this completely different of Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs' offense if you take away even half those drops.
2: Yeah, no, so. for sure, for sure. I, I this game was far. The stat line looks worse than than it, than it was reality, and I think that's been a, what we're, What's so weird is I think that's been all the case for Mahomes a lot this year. Yeah, you know, it feels like you know this is not something that's uncommon. Where we've seen some stati- some games statistically look worse than they actually were because of drops and and some turnovers off the hands of receivers, like just an egregious amount of them. And that's that's you know you you hope for some regression to the mean a little bit, right? Yeah. But it's still it continues to happen. And like at some point, like at some point, it's got to fix itself, right?
1: Like I've been saying the whole time, like Tyreek Hill does not have a problem like <laughs> dropping the football. Like it's wow. not an issue. Take the gloves, like whatever it is. And it's still becoming a thing. And hopefully just gets it out during the regular season, doesn't become a problem. But none of that matters. We're not talking about the offense. The big Cedar drop, big Cedar golf, best drive of the game was the defense forcing that third three and out when the momentum seemed to go right back to the Broncos. And it could have been a, oh, no, here we go again. And it was a, oh, here we go defense Uh, huge for them and just so you guys know big cedar lodge is quickly becoming known as america's next great golf destination with some of the best designed courses in the country nestled down in the ozarks it's exactly what you need when you know you need it ozark national big cedar paynes valley buffalo ridge top of the rock that's bigcedar.com plan your trip now the weather has been so nice Ken. i know you and i have been trying to get out <laughs> to golf for a while now um but uh big cedar would definitely be a place that anybody should want to go down and golf
2: absolutely and i'm trying to get out there as soon as i possibly <laughs> yeah. can off season
1: off season we are doing that and speaking of off season a guy that has already been grinding it out maddie lane doing all his nfl draft stuff but we're going to talk his thoughts on this game right after this quick break and a look at some of the other shows here at KC Sports Network. If you are a fan of the Kansas Jayhawks or the Missouri Tigers, we at KC Sports Network and our two hosts for the Border War podcast, our college basketball podcast for KU and Mizzou, hosted by former KU guard Jeff Hawkins and former Mizzou guard Jared Sutton. We will be at Wayne and Larry's this saturday december 11th before the border war showdown at allen Fieldhouse, we will be at wayne and larry's from noon to one o'clock doing a live show and then hanging out doing a watch party with our good friends 360 vodka they're going to be doing all kinds of drink specials all kinds of free stuff just come hang out we're gonna have giveaways sweatshirts all kinds of cool stuff uh to give away should be a whole lot of fun so if you are in lawrence you're thinking about going to that game come and hang out with us at Wayne and Larry's. We'll make sure it's worth your while, but that's going to be a whole lot of fun. I'm excited about that show. I know you're a big KU basketball guy, but um trying to get out there. Yeah. You're trying to come I'll out. To come out there I'll too. be there. I will be there. I think uh, we're going to try to get, bring the family, hang out a little bit and have some drinks as a K-State guy. I don't really care <laughs> who went know the Mizzou is just hoping that they have the best game of their lives compared to considering how they've been playing, but we'll get back on topic here and let's, let's welcome on Maddie lane right now. Cause I want to get his observations uh, in this one. And I know we want to, we've been talking about the defense, but I have a feeling you're going to want to talk about the offense right off the bat, Maddie.
4: I, I think we have to. I, I think you got to talk about this offense at this point in time. I know Craig's a Craig, big defensive guy, so he got all the positive takes out of the way. So let, let's dive into this defense a little bit, or offense a little bit.
2: <laughs> well, Maddie, um, you've talked about this a lot over the last couple of weeks, but there's like a consistent timeline with this Chiefs offense now and becoming a trend, and it's a trend that I don't really like, is it?
4: It's the exact same every single week for this Chiefs offense. They come out of the game – and it looks really good for the first drive. The first drive's excellent. And actually this week, it was even better. Instead of just being a bunch of bubbles and hitch routes, they were running a lot of shallow crossers. They were calling the stuff that's going to beat this two deep coverage. And they looked phenomenal. Second drive still looked pretty good. It ends up with a field goal, but they still looked pretty good. Now, there was a big long drive by Denver at the end of the first half. They kind of threw everything off. But the general timeline is as soon as those first two drives end, this Chiefs offense just kind of falls apart. They start having drops. They start missing some throws. Things just aren't looking together. It looks discombobulated for the rest of the first half. Second half starts up. They look good again. Something's figured out in that first drive out of halftime. More often than not now, we're ending up with a tipped interception in (laughs) opponent's territory after this. But even if they score there, they score, and it looks good again. And then all of a sudden, the rest of the game, it's just broken play after broken play. They're trying to force the run because they're afraid to throw. Nothing's in sync. There's no deep shots. The Broncos are giving you single high coverage. They're not playing too deep all game. And the Chiefs are just afraid to throw anything deep unless it's a Darrell Williams on like a wheel route, which, hey, it's their best play of the past like two weeks. (laughs) So keep up, I guess. It's just it's the same thing every week if you're gonna follow a timeline. It's very predictable for the Chiefs right now, and so much of that has got to go to game planning at this point in time.
2: Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna read this quote. It comes from uh, Matt Derrick's at the press conference. He says, Andy Reid said he made the decision to play at conservative at the end of the first half rather than pushing before halftime. Felt it was the right thing to do, is the quote. And I know you wanted to talk a little bit about just the, the coaching decisions, the the play, you know, play calling play you know play play style this team and the timidity you might have seen a little bit on the offensive side of the football
4: this is a timid football team on the offensive side they are scared they are coaching and playing scared on the offensive side of the ball and there's no there's no two ways around it and the most clear-cut example of that is this quote from andy Reid talking about trying to play conservative which is just code in this situation for scared you have who you claim is the best quarterback in the league. He was an MVP a couple years ago. He's going to be a potentially the best player on every single football field he steps onto. You have two timeouts and you just cave and say, nope, we got a fourth down stop after an 11 minute drive. We are just going to take this into halftime. It's just, that's absolutely something this offense cannot do. They wouldn't have done the past couple years. And then I think stuff like that bleeds over to the rest of the team. I've been talking about this all year. There's a miscommunication in styles from the offensive line, the coaching staff, or the game planning right now and Patrick Mahomes. And it's got to be so hard to be Patrick Mahomes, who is shooting from the hip 24-7. He wants to play a little off script. He wants to make all these big, long throws, play a little bit more wild. But it hasn't been working this year, and you have a coaching staff trying to get him to play, as you said, Kent, like a game manager. Like That's just got to be so hard for an ego as a player. To still play aggressive, still to still want to go out there and score every single play or every single drive when you have a coach who clearly doesn't believe in you to go score as he tries to take it to halftime with two timeouts and over a minute left.
2: I think, and I think we need to elaborate on the words "believe" uh, because I don't know if it's necessarily a disbelief in Mahomes himself. I think there is some disbelief in the 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 the, 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 the offense around him. And you know, we're thinking. I, you know, I, I did want to kind of impact this a little bit with you, Maddie, because. You know, the the defense was playing at such a great clip. I mean, they were playing outstanding. They'd been playing outstanding the entirety of the game. And, you know, the the way that things had been going on the offensive side of the football with the drops and the turnovers because of the drops and, you know, some of the inconsistencies there. It does seem like the game got like when we use the word conservative. I think Andy got more conservative with the play calling for the last third of the game, too. Uh, I mean, not that he wasn't, he was really putting pedal to the metal in the first half of the game either, but it did feel like they even kind of turtled up. They, they shuttered the windows, they locked up the doors and just kind of said, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to run the clock out on this game. That's kind of the vibe I got for the last third of that one.
4: No, it absolutely was. But to me, it started at the end of the first half. Like the the one drive in the first half that, was a, that they didn't execute on, you had the Travis Kelsey drop fumble. Yeah. And then you had Tyree Kill on a deep over route wide open and whether uh, Patrick Mahomes arm got hit by a rusher or he just had to rush the throw. But like the play worked. It just they didn't happen to execute on that play. But after that drive, the Chiefs offense just went into a shell mm-hmm. and started playing, like you said, conservative. They started playing not to lose, and I get it because the defense is playing so good lately. You're trying to play complimentary football, but you don't play complimentary football when you have an MVP quarterback. You don't put yourself in a position to just hang on, to just manage the game, especially when you have an offense that really does need to start getting some confidence back. This offense needs to start feeling themselves again. If they're going to try to make a Super Bowl run, this offense has to have confidence. You can tell they don't have a lot right now. We talked about the Raiders game because they were dancing and they were hyped up that maybe they're getting it back. That's gone again. Two games later, that's completely gone again, and they don't lean into it. They don't put them in a position to get it back. I understand the drops, the miscues play into that, but at some point in time, you got to let this offense get going or it's simply not going to work in the long run.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, I totally agree. And I guess I, that's thing I'd, I'd like to see this offense just unleash, you know, I think I'd like to see them just like have a consistent, solid 60 minute performance that we all feel good about, but it, it does feel like there's some contentment to just get to the next week. And, you know, I, I, I will say this. I do think the play calling was, I think there was, I think they, the, the offense was put in a good position in the first half. I think the chiefs, I think the players didn't execute on, on, on a lot of different levels. Um, so like that was at least an encouraging sign. Like there might be more in their bag. They figured some things out. They felt like they were able to, to move the chains more consistently. They found some things that they, they they're going to be able to lean on for the remainder of the year. But yeah, I, I, I do. I want to see them get some confidence and and that is something that we need to, you know, w- w- it's going to be worth watching if, if they're able to put something together. All right, let's talk about the defense real quick. And there's definitely some, some more playmakers that are out there on the defensive side of the football now, Maddie.
4: Absolutely. We got to We got to get to the good side of the ball at some point. In time. So let's, <laughs> let's, let's talk about the defense. You know, in years past, it's been Chris Jones, Tyron Matthew, maybe a little bit of Frank Clark. Like These are your guys that you're looking for to make the big plays for this Chiefs defense. And that's great. Like you can have a Super Bowl winning defense, as we've seen with that happening. But now this year, especially during the stretch, it seems like it's every week. Willie Gay is making a dynamic play that oh. kind of changes the outcome of the game. He almost made two in this one. There's the fourth down stop, and then he had the pick that went right through his hands. Then you get Juan Thornhill coming up with the interception. Dan Sorensen, two out of the last three games now. He's got a big pick in there. It looks like there's starting to be some other guys that are rounding out on this defense that are going to be able to reliably show up and make big plays. And when you go from only having two or three guys every week that can turn a game around, and now you have six or seven out there on the field, that makes a huge difference. So I'd love seeing that out of the Chiefs defense right now.
2: The athleticism of Willie Gate, the second level of that line, of that, of that defense has just been so noticeable. And like, that's something we've been clamoring for and talking about a lot and getting to see that kind of manifest and being able to play fast and play athletically. That's been such a big, big boost for this team. All right. Well, Maddie, we're going to find more of your takes on the KC Laboratory live show, 630 p.m. Central time on Monday. Can't wait to talk to you and Craig a little bit more about this game. Find him on Twitter at Chief in Carolina Maddie Lane. Thank you, my friend.
4: Awesome. Thank you, guys.
1: All right, and we are back here again. We are at the Kingdom Bar and Grill in Overland Park, Kansas. Obviously, it is not quite open yet to the public. We're still a few weeks away from that, and please follow all of our social media channels. And if you're out there, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to hit that subscribe button. We've got lots of great content. They just m- mentioned the Casey laboratory podcast on Mondays. We've got the one-on-one with Jeff Allen and Mike DeVito on Tuesdays. And then we've got uh, the lab back on Wednesday. We've got outside the trenches on Thursday and we've got sometimes weekly. And if you haven't had a chance to catch this week, sometimes weekly, I had a chance to sit down up at the holiday distillery in Weston, Missouri, I had a chance to sit down with Bobby Stroop, uh, President, founder of APEC. Most people will know him as Patrick Mahomes' trainer for since the time he was 13, 14 years old. Also trains Bobby Witt. Uh, would be a name Kansas City sports fans would be very familiar with. You just meet Bobby. That is just. Bobby Stroop that is just recently moved <laughs> to Kansas city with his family and had a chance with his consulting business to sit down and talk to him about that. Talked about the future of where he sees uh, youth sports and just professional sports and all that headed. It's a really cool conversation. So make sure you check that out and subscribe. And you also see guys like Matt castle and Derek Johnson, If you know, that guy, he does a weekly weekly video breakdown with us at KC sports network. And one other thing, while I'm on this role that I do want to talk about, and if anybody who's been following us on social has been seeing us tweeting about this, All day, every day, but we are doing the Soul of KC holiday raffle and toy drive benefiting Operation Breakthrough. It's the first time we've done this at KC Sports Network. Obviously, we've only been around for about seven months, and this is really important to us, um, all of us, to do stuff like this and to give back to the community. And uh, we are selling raffle tickets through this holiday or for this raffle and this toy drive. We're selling these tickets through Wednesday night. They can only be purchased through the KC Sports Network, Venmo. But here's, there are 17 items uh, that are up for. Uh, You have a chance to win. And here's a list of some of those items. A Patrick Mahomes autographed mini helmet, a Chris Jones autographed jersey. We will purchase that jersey once we find a winner so it fits that specific person. We'll get it signed so it will fit whoever wins it. Two Chiefs tickets and a parking pass to that game against the Steelers. Creed Humphrey autographed gloves, guys, chips, variety, eight pack, cookie society, monthly sampler. That is six cookies a month for an entire year. $100 Hundred dollar gift card to Manny's, to Capital Grill, to Third Street Social, to Holiday Distillery, and then two fifty dollar <laughs> gift cards to Rally House, and then a six pack of Jackson Family Wine. There's a ton of stuff there. If you don't, if you don't catch our drift right there, so a lot of cool stuff. And we are taking all of the money that we raise for selling those raffle tickets, and we are buying toys and presents for Operation Breakthrough and donating to them as part of their yearly uh, toy drive and everything they have going on. So I've already had over a hundred people uh, donate and we've raised, um, just shy of $7,000. Our goal was $10,000. And we started and again, we will go through Wednesday. So appreciate everybody who's out there. Who's already supported us. Who's already out there watching. Uh, and if not chance to win something chance to help some kids in Kansas city.
2: Yeah, I really hope that you consider uh, just helping us out with this because it's this been really cool to see so many people getting involved, and you know we'd love you to get involved too and be part of something that's pretty special.
1: Yeah, it's going to be fun to. Like I said, that wraps up next Wednesday, and we've got the links all over the place um, on social media, or you can just go on to Venmo, search at Casey Sports Networks, twenty dollars for one ticket, um, hundred bucks gets you ten tickets, and we're going to raffle all of that off on our live post game show from right here at the Kingdom Bar and Grill on Thursday, December sixteenth, that big game now against the los angeles chargers as they won and they sit at 7 and 5 just one game behind the afc west division leading kansas city chiefs at 8 and 4 kent regardless of how we got here and how the offense and all the minutia of how we got uh to this point chiefs are 8 and 4 top of the division looking like they're uh in the control of their own destiny for people who hate that saying but yeah. they're right there where everything's in front of them
2: they're tied for the best record in the afc right now and if they hashtag run the table, pretty good chance that they are going to be the one seed. I, I think, you know, that this is it's very, very possible. If they just go out and they win every game, which kind of feels like, you know, could be a little bleak offensively right now, which is a stunner to say still. But the, everything's in front of them. Legitimately, This there's, there's a chance this team could run the table and, and wind up with the one seed, which is massive for your Super Bowl outlook. That is absolutely unbelievable. And I
1: think it'd be <laughs> what, the fourth straight year that they've hosted the AFC title game, which would be an NFL record, I believe.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Probably fourth
1: straight time they would have hosted that. And I don't think anyone had ever hosted three years in a row. I think that was a record. Yeah, it already set. Patrick Mahomes guy's pretty good. Yeah, he's all right. All right. Final thoughts before uh, we go. And obviously, we're going to be breaking stuff down all week. But early thoughts on trying to get that get right game for the offense against the Raiders.
2: I mean, they got right the last time. That was the last time we really saw this offense just kind of hit their stride. And and it's the last time we've seen it in a long time because there were some games before that. You were kind of questioning what was going on with the offensive side of the football. So, you know, hopefully they get another one of those games this week. Um, but you're you're still going to have a lot of questions, I think coming out of that, but just go get another win, continue to stack wins. I mean, I think we're sitting at five straight wins hit this point now. So, um, you know, keep rolling. Hashtag run the table, baby. Let's see what happens. I'm going to believe it until it doesn't happen.
1: Dominate December Started off well for the defense. Chiefs went 22-9 over the Denver Broncos. We appreciate everybody for tuning in here live or if you're catching the replay or the recording on podcast, we appreciate you for spending part of your day with us and supporting us here at KC Sports Network. Again, we will have the KC Laboratory. We'll be live on all of these same um, channels that you're watching right now monday night at 6 30 to break down this one and more as these guys get a chance to dive in some of that film and and bring you the best content that you can find in chief's kingdom anywhere we appreciate all of your support thank you for watching watching listening and supporting us here again at kc sports network be good to each other and a special shout out to buck o'neill and oh. Buck O'Neill's honor of going to the Hall of Fame. Kiana Sinks, Bob Kendrick, everybody at the Negro Leagues Hall of Fame. I'm sure they are out celebrating for good reason. They've been working their tails off to get that done. So congrats to Kiana, Bob, and every in the in O'Neill family and everybody in mm-hmm. Kansas City. Uh, long overdue. Amazing for Buck O'Neill to be right, rightfully where he belongs. Absolutely. All right. Thank you, Cheese Kingdom. We will see you next time.
5: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why?